You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, Locked On Browns, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode brought to you by Rock Auto. You guys know the drill by now. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Locked On Browns is available on Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We're going to sit down here today, talk some little Anthony Walker, uh, the news today, late in the afternoon here on Monday. May not be so good. We'll find out more, obviously, in the coming days. A little Nick Chubb contract extension. Uh, Sam Penix from Sports Illustrated's Browns Digest going to join us here. We'll get his thoughts on the offense, the defense, through five days in here at training camp. First things first, uh, Sam. A, how you doing? B, everybody wants to know. The big bully, Mr. Pete Smith. You guys are over there now. You, Corey Kinnon, uh, ready to help Pete take on this 2021 season. How's it going thus far, buddy? Uh, the law requires that I answer it's going great. So that's my answer. It's The it's... law, meaning Pete Smith, I think. The law, make sure that's you, all I can Make sure you speak about say. Red Ham, things of those nature. Pete loves conversations oh, of about Red Ham. Absolutely, of yes. That's, that's his meat of choice, as far as I know. <laughs> uh, um, some news from today. Uh, Anthony Walker. Uh, Anthony Walker uh, left practice early today. Uh, the word and maybe me and the myself and the OBR have some of the same contacts. Um, Anthony Walker scheduled for an MRI. There maybe are some rumors that they're not positive yet. Uh, a number one, Sam, you never like to hear this on any person. It's training camp. We want everybody to stay as healthy as possible. Uh, news came down, I guess, late last week that Anthony Walker would be the green dot wearer for anybody who's not aware. That's the one who's speaking. Uh, with the defense coordinator, uh, obviously, and the stuff is being transmitted uh, through what will be Anthony Walker's helmet. Uh, not good. You don't want to hear anybody's hurt. But um, if it's going to be, you know, granted, the Browns can find a way to, you know, overcome this or revamp this. But nothing you want to hear this early in training camp. No. And, I mean, for for a guy who they're they're really counting on him to be that, that not only the, the signal caller, but the the leader both on and off the field for that defense. Uh, never good to lose somebody like that, especially this early in camp where they've barely had it, the opportunity to implement their system and, and, you know, get, get practicing with each other. So it's, it's rough. Um, never a good thing, but if there's one position that you can, I guess, afford to lose a starter at, it would be linebacker because of how, this defense is is set up um and and how the the league is moving so they they have some quality depth there especially with jacob phillips who i know you like a lot so you know it'll be next man up and hopefully hopefully it's it's not too serious but you know fingers crossed and do keep in mind um 
This time, one year ago, one of the Browns' best linebackers in the 2020 season wasn't even here yet um, in Malcolm Smith. Um, it always seems you can maybe kind of find a linebacker. doesn't really work out so well with a lot of other positions. But we'll see. And fingers crossed, hopefully, Anthony Walker. It's nothing serious. Obviously, if you guys remember, we went through this last year uh, with rookie Jacob Phillips at the time. You know, there were times Jacob was out for three weeks, was in for three, then out for another three. It kind of seemed to be the revolving, you know, door for him. So, you know, fingers crossed. We'll see how that plays out. Um, and more news to come, obviously, here in, you know, the coming days as far as Anthony Walker. Nick Chubb. Um, and I, I'd be remiss not to bring up the name of Jack Duffin. Um, Nick Chubb has been extended. Um, and I just – I don't know how – there can be any issues with it. I'm not trying to give Jack a hard time here And Jack's premise was never about Nick Chubb, the player. Um, but this is where for me, Sam, it was one of those things, even if there's something, and this is what's so great about, you know, the intelligence level of the way this front office is currently construed is yes, they have their beliefs and they have things on paper, but sometimes things are going to trump that. The fact that Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is one of your hardest working players on your roster. He is one of the quietest players. He is not a distraction. He will do anything that's asked of him. Sometimes things force you to maybe essentially go against the grain of what you truly believe. Nick Chubb is certainly one of those guys. And I, I believe it showed in this contract. If Nick Chubb was on the open market in the offseason, the contract would have been bigger if he had put together a, sim- uh, a season similar to what we've been accustomed to for the last three years. He would have went out and gotten a contract bigger than the one the Browns just gave him. Yeah, I mean, all the all the the off field personality stuff that you mentioned, it's definitely important. But that's not why they decided to to extend him. They decided to give him that extension because he's an extremely good football player. That's that's the bottom line here. It's just, yes, he's a running back, but the impact that he makes is it's unbelievable. What he does on a per snap basis, his efficiency numbers, all the advanced statistics they they paint a picture of him as clearly the far and away the number one runner in the league, and you know there there are all, there are valid arguments. To both sides of the of the coin here, whether or not you should extend a running back, regardless of who it is, but there are always going to be exceptions to the rule, and the Browns clearly feel that Chubb is going to be one of those guys. Now it has been a while, obviously, since a running back extension has worked out, but that also works in the Browns' favor because they were able to get him for what I think everybody feels like is a very reasonable price. You know, it, it comes out to about what twelve point two million per year average, but the better way to look at it is total value. And if you count Saquon Barkley's fifth year option, he ends up ha- having the ninth most expensive contract among running backs. And he's definitely not the ninth best runner. That like that that's a that's the Kareem Hunt area. And you you get him for ninth most in the league. I mean that's that's just excellent value relative to what the rest of the league is doing. So, I mean, he's, he, if, if not the focal point of the offense, he's, he's one of the two or three guys there and they're going to continue to use him in the best way possible, which is to 
keep his load on the lighter side until the fourth quarter, until they really need him. And he'll continue to be extremely efficient with the touches that he does get. And I mean, if they win a Super Bowl, no one's going to care that they paid a running back, right? It's it. That's the goal. And the bottom line is Nick Chubb gets you closer to a Super Bowl than not having him. So it's going to hurt them somewhat financially as far as who they can actually keep because they can't keep everybody. But I mean, he's he's a fantastic football player. So I don't really see a, a major downside to this barring you know a serious injury or something of that of that sort so for now from what we know and and moving forward it's a it's a great move and definitely a a cheaper total than what i thought he was going to demand uh yeah i think at the end of the day nick went for being happy happy here in cleveland if it's happy here you know with the right amount of money and apparently kareem hunt is begging for his steak dinner but if you want or you need a reason and now keep in mind the contract extension Nick Chubb signed significantly less than Derrick Henry but from good friend of the show PFF's John Costco Nick Chubb 50 broken tackles in the fourth quarter since joining the NFL Derrick Henry 41 on 77 0 more carries so for the Henry over Nick Chubb camp, you got this one went on for a while during the summer here. Take that one, folks, and have at it. We're going to get some more here with Sam Penix, uh, now part of Sports Illustrated as well. Uh, young man, always grinding, putting in the effort. Be back here with more on Lockdown Browns in just a second. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action, and of course, out to be NFL preseason. For the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are prepping for their runs to the playoffs. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Sam, as training camps go, you know, you get a lot of ups and downs. You know, one, it never seems like it's a 50-50 split where, you know, the offense had a really good day. The defense had a really good day. It's normally the offense or the defense, you know, that usually is the ta- you know, basically the uh, tail of the day from training camp practices. Uh, today, another day where, you know, Baker and the offense seem to, you know, Light it up pretty good. Uh, you know, Rashard Higgins involved, Kadera Hodge involved. You know, it was an Odell day, and that's going to be the thing going forward here with Odell. It's going to be one day in, one day out, which is more than okay here. And we've heard some, you know, from the coaches, from the players, and this is like the craziest thing with as many changes have gone on here over the years is just how weird and how easy it seems because – Nothing's new. It, they basically, you know, are basically just adding. There's nothing new. There's no installing. It's just, you know, putting in some new wrinkles or adding some new things. And it's refreshing to hear, refreshing to see, because this is sustainability. This is what it's supposed to be about. It's certainly a breath of fresh air. And this time it's not, finally, we have continuity. Maybe 
maybe next year will be better. It's let's keep the success going from last year. We had a legitimately good season last year. Let's just keep it going. So it's 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 not just hope. It's it's proven success, proven performance that they're trying to to improve upon. So I'm I'm hoping that the the kind of back and forth battles that we've already seen in training camp are just a sign of having two really good units going to battle with each other and making each other better um, instead of having one just dominating the other and not getting any better off of it. So obviously the defense is going to take some time to gel because they have all those new pieces, all the new faces and all the guys returning from injury. Uh, But that's an extremely talented unit. One that I think probably matches up with any other defense in the league in terms of just pure talent. So um, it's it's up to Joe Woods to get that group performing to the level that Kevin Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt got the offense playing last season. And if that happens, you know, I think we all know what this team is capable of doing. And, and, and that's what kind of gets to it is just where everybody, you know, they're, they're again, no newness coming in and, you know, the fact that, you know, okay, I already know what that means. All right, I already know where I'm supposed to be. Um, you know, you're only adding in players who you're not asking to start. I mean, you're literally returning your entire offensive line. You're returning your entire wide receiver positional group. Yes, you're adding in an Anthony Schwartz. You're re- returning your tight end group. You are returning your running back, your top two running backs. You're going to find a way to involve, you know, maybe Demetrius Felton. Again, not early, maybe later on down the line. But some players, you know, that you're looking for here. I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones, obviously looking pretty good here year two. Uh, you, you know, you wonder about a Harrison Bryant here in year two. A Demetric Felton. But some players on the offensive side of the ball here, Sam, that, you know, you're excited for and you're trying to track the progression of them as this training camp goes on. I'm really interested to see what ends up shaking out uh, in the backup offensive lineman battles because – there's a lot of quality players in that room and you can't keep all of them. Um, I, I think in my opinion, there's at least 12 guys in that room that deserve to be on a roster and you're going to keep maybe nine, maybe 10 at the absolute most. A lot of teams just get roll with eight guys. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to see who out of that group of Blake hands, Nick Harris, Michael Dunn, you've got drew Forbes, um, James Hudson is is pretty much guaranteed a roster spot because of of his draft status, but there are a Nick lot Harris, of who's your yeah, backup center. Like, There's, I mean, it's yep. it, it's they got some work to do, and yeah. luckily though they have the best man available in Bill Callahan. But go ahead. It's it it's it, it's a nice change of pace to have far too many players to keep instead of <laughs> desperately trying to find someone to just you know be a, a warm body in the room. So. I mean, last year showed it, like, best offensive line in the league, but a a big reason for that was the quality depth that they had because of all those injuries they suffered throughout. And it wasn't just that Pittsburgh game. It wasn't just the Kansas City game. It was was all throughout the season they had guys stepping in um, and playing spots that maybe they they didn't necessarily primarily practice at. So having that versatility, the ability to play multiple positions well is going to be important for those young guys um, and maybe depending on how some of those guys look, maybe you you float Chris Hubbard's name on the trade market just to see what what you could get for him because he's not going to be back here next year. 
Um, so if if you're comfortable with with those backups uh, taking his spot, why not get an extra draft pick? I wouldn't say that's likely, but um, if if those guys are performing well enough in the preseason, then it, it's it's at least worth a, a shot to to see what's out there. I believe, you know, where you're mentioning Chris Hubbard here, this is a great example of it because Chris Hubbard, you know, could maybe conceivably be, you know, maybe just for this year, offensive lineman number six. But, you know, obviously they have plans for Hudson. Um, They don't believe that Chris Hubbard is going to be a guard of the future here if you can't sign a Wyatt Teller or you do sign Wyatt Teller and then maybe realize you know, that you have some, I don't want to say it, but some other interior linemen here who were north of 30 where maybe you want to get a little bit younger. Um, and the other thing is you look at Chris Hubbard and you appreciate what he did for you last year. But, you know, Chris Hubbard's getting to the point in his life, does he want to be here as an emergency option? Um, could he go start at right tackle for several teams in the NFL right now? Yeah, most likely. Probably not a doubt about that. So, and also this is part of establishing and, you know, making yourself a desirable franchise is yes, you have players that now want to come play for you, but you have players in these juxtaposition that are in a really tough spot. And, you know, Chris Hubbard's played football his whole entire life, just standing around with his helmet in his hands, essentially hoping somebody gets dinged up to go in where he could go be somebody's right tackle. It it represents a good problem for the Browns also a good issue where Chris Hubbard, you can leave with a player, you know, on good terms. And that looks good to agents that looks good to other players in the NFL and certainly keeps, you know, the Brown, you know, the Browns as an option for players always open. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're trying to, I guess, continue the, the good faith that they've created over the past few seasons. And I know that's a, a huge change from from what it used to be here, so that's that's an, an issue that we're really not used to discussing, and and it's it's a good it's a good problem to have, like you said, because you know it, we're getting to the point now where it's it's super important to have those good relationships with agents because not only are you going to be extending players, but you're going to be looking to sign established vets on the free agent market you know maybe chasing a ring maybe you know looking looking for a a more competitive atmosphere and and trying to get good deals on the market there so it's it's all about building that trust with those guys and and figuring out how how can we make ourselves look good and and we've even the the, just recently with the comments that john johnson has made about you know the the atmosphere, not just with the coaching staff, but in the locker room. Uh, it's it's very encouraging to say the least. Yeah, I had to like do a triple take on that because I wasn't exactly sure what franchise he was speaking about. Yeah, like, Cleveland, <laughs> really? What <laughs> did he just say? This he went to Boston College. That's a pretty good school. Like you have to kind of be smart to go there. Wow. Blink twice if you're being forced to say this. <laughs> and nobody would be forcing him to do that. Like, it's just not the type of way it is. If it was John Dorsey, you'd be like, yeah, is there like a shiv in your back? And you're being asked to say this. Um, I'll also say that. Of course, of course. Um, second year player, rookie, offensive side of the ball. Give me one from that group here that you were most excited about on the offensive side of the ball here going forward uh, through the summer, through the season here, Sam. 
I mean, Peoples Jones is the obvious choice, but I'm going to go with Jedrick Wills because that guy, I mean, I think he exceeded pretty much everyone's expectations as a pass blocker coming in because he had no offseason, no preseason, pretty much no in-person contact with his coaches, made the switch to left tackle, and was one of the league's best pass protectors. Like, that's that doesn't happen with a normal player. And his his run blocking wasn't great, but there were definitely flashes towards the end of the season. And I mean, you turn on his Alabama tape, he is a dominant run blocker. So if he can even get anywhere close to that kind of player in the NFL, this, this running game is going to go from elite to elite, elite. And I think it's, I think it's extreme. It's, it's entirely fair to expect a, a big step forward from him because He's got that year under his belt now. He knows how NFL defenders play. He knows how to play left tackle now. And, it, you know, it's it's a lot easier to control your momentum and your body moving backwards with, you know, leaning over than it is running forward, trying to block all these, you know, linebackers and defensive backs, all these different types of blocks and responsibilities that he had to deal with. So his run blocking is definitely something that I think is going to is going to show drastic improvement. And I think that's going to be a a huge key to unlocking the ceiling for this offense. Because if you, if you can go from, you know, he's probably a bottom third run blocker for starting left tackles last season. If you can take that from the bottom third to the top third and possibly more based on who he was in college, that's a big difference. And one thing with Jedrick Wills, and we spoke about this a lot last year, you know, with the, you know, the limited time, you know, before training camp where everything was pretty much Zoom sessions and Jedrick making this transformation from right tackle to left. Your hopes last year where Jedrick Wills was your fifth best offensive lineman. Maybe snip hairs. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was better than your fifth best offensive lineman. But now you're going to raise the stakes here a little bit. And this could be an offensive line going further where we're talking about it being led by Wyatt Teller with it being led by Jedrick Wills. And, you know, here's a player. And you look, I mean, it's the most important offensive line position there is. I don't care what people say, you know, about other things. You have to protect your quarterback's blind side. And your quarterback has to know and has to trust that he is protected. He takes the next step up in the run game. You got yourself a dominant left tackle. You got yourself one of the best guards in the game. Um, You have bodies here where you can kind of fill out the rest. It just keeps this whole party going. And again, sustainability, credibility, going further. And obviously the investment in Nick Chubb shows that you want to stay heavily invested in your offensive line. We're going to continue here with Sam. We're going to talk a little bit on the defensive side of the ball here. Uh, been kind of fun here to get to know some of the new names, some of the new players, their work habits, watch them go to work. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it all starts, you know, gelling together. More coming here. Lockdown Browns with my man, Sam Penix. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Just go to the website, RockAuto.com, and view the wide wide variety of all your auto parts needs whether your vehicle is american whether your vehicle is an import whether you think need things like a starter or you need something like a water pump or simple stuff like carpet um or even floor mats rockauto.com has you covered 
First of all, rockauto.com's prices are the always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts you're going to pay your local auto parts store for, who most likely are going to order it for you from rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know the folks over here at Locked On sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Now, Sam, on the defensive side of the ball, and yeah, you brought up John Johnson the third, uh, Jadavian Clowney. It's been fun to, you know, see some of these players here, obviously, in their new environment, you know, learning about them. You know, John Johnson, you know, probably one of the best safeties in the NFL quietly maybe spoken about but to see you know a player like Jadavian Clowney and see the work ethic that is there you know for the guy who was a number one uh a a former number one overall pick um goes through drills with tenacity finishes drills um we've seen players Kenny Britt Josh Gordon here in the past who you know you know are you paying us for practice no okay then this is the effort you're going to get but to see some of this now and to go back to, you know, John Johnson's quote about, you know, the fact that, you know, this is one of the hardest working teams in the league. They, you know, their due diligence and their attention to detail are things that, you know, are, you know, required and expected. It's not, you know, a cliche. So starting to see some of all these, you know, new players, new faces, so many of them on defense here, some thoughts on what you've seen so far and what you're hoping to see going further. Yeah, I mean that's that's the goal of the of the culture is to 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 make it where hard work isn't an option. Like that's that's the ex- expectation. And if you're not working hard, then they're going to find someone who is going to, and they're going to take your place. That's 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 why it's important to get guys like Clowney McKinley, who I don't know where I don't know where the the reputation that those guys have earned has come from, but they they give a hundred percent every single play. Like just you just got to watch them play, and they're they're hustling, they're giving their all every single time, and that rubs off on people. And you you take Curtis Weaver for example, like that guy got cut after a week in Miami, and now you have Andrew Barry praising his efforts to transform his body over the off season. Um, and maybe, maybe that was just from realizing, you know, ha- having that, that experience of being cut as a wake up call to him, but maybe it was coming into Cleveland and, and buying into the culture that was already established. And so e- either way, you know, that's, that's what you need is guys doing their absolute best and taking advantage of every opportunity that they get. So guys like Weaver, you have another guy on his, on it, perhaps his last chance, Malik McDowell. Um, they, they have a lot of players who they don't have a choice but to give 110% because if they don't, this could be it for them. So it, it's fostering that culture and that expectation of, of hard work. And, you know, hard work leads to results most of the time. So they're, they're hopefully going to start seeing that as we get into the preseason here. I'm really excited to watch, especially this defense, start to come together because of all that young talent that they have on it. Just to finally see some of these guys play, like Grant Delpit, who we didn't get to see last season. Um, 
you know, I was, I was super high on him last year and it was, it was just so devastating to see that happen to, to a guy like that, because I think that once they lost him, that was kind of it for that defense because of how much he was going to be relied upon, even as a rookie, like that secondary was, was practically built around his, his incredibly unique skill set. So now you don't even have to rely on him as a starter coming back. Like that's, that's just, if Grant Delpit is the third best safety on this team this year, that's a win. Yeah. And it still, it still feels weird to say that about a guy right. as, as good of a college player as he was, but that's the situation they're in. And that's a, that's a really good problem to have. So when your second round picks are not being forced to start when you're not, I mean, Greg Newsom may not even start this year. So, when your first round picks aren't being forced to start, even though they were, they were drafted into your weaker side of the ball and your weakest unit on that side of the ball. I mean, that's this, this defense has, has so much potential and I'm just really hopeful that we get to see even, even some of it. So hopefully injuries are, are avoided. Hopefully this is it, you know, with Walker, this is as far as we get. Um, But again, they have, they've begun to build some quality depth there and it's just next man up. And it's not just an, uh, you know, a, a waiver claim. This, this guy is, you know, on this just came off the street, but these are legitimately good players who would have roles on other teams who are stepping up and, and replacing the starters. So the preseason, I think is gonna be really fun to see a lot of these young players and, and see what you have in the second and third unit um, if they're forced to play. And, I know with how Joe Woods likes to to run his defense, a lot of those guys are going to play because you're, you want to keep those starters fresh because you do not want to have happen what happened last season where you have Sheldon Richardson playing an obscene amount of snaps because you have no defensive tackle depth or Miles Garrett being gassed in the fourth quarter of a game because you had to play him too much earlier because you didn't have a, a quality third edge. So it's, I'm I'm glad that we we had an off season. We were, we were able to focus on building the defense back up, and I'm really excited to see the results of that. Yeah, and for Joe Woods, I mean, this has literally got to be like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, as opposed to you know where he was at times last year. Like, uh, all right, well, I, I, he's here. He's on the practice squad. Yeah, I mean, I'll take him. We'll start him. But now you're in a position where you know you're you know finding out you know with this current regime, what they have in Greedy Williams, uh, their draft choice of Greg Newsom. You have Denzel Ward, you have Hill. You know what's established there. Those two th- those two are going to go do their thing. A.J. Green, who they you know put some time and obviously invested into last year, never really came to fruition, which is understandable in year one for an undrafted free agent. But now you're starting to see some flashes from A.J. Green here in year two. Uh, you know, secondary wise, we talked about Grant Delpit and for him to maybe only be the third safety here with Ronnie Harrison, with John Johnson, the third, I mean, Joe Woods has gone from, you know, basically, you know, it's almost the equivalent in obviously a little bit before Sam's time. Um, but the Jefferson, the Jefferson's the TV show, he literally, you know, moving on up like George and Wheezy, he literally went from having, you know, I'll take whatever I can get to, I may have more than I need. Well, let's not go that far. I don't think you can ever have more than you need, but 
but how do you the, get the sentiment is correct yeah five guys how do you get this defensive roster down to 25 guys it's going to be tough you can keep like 15 defensive linemen i mean that that works <laughs> but it's it's like the offensive line like you have you have too many players who deserve to be on the roster and not enough spots for them so um there could be some trades made at some point, you know, as we get closer and closer to week one um, on both sides of the ball. And it's, again, it's a good problem to have where you have too many good players because that's not something we're used to, especially last season on the defensive end. All of a sudden, the Browns have some rich people problems. Uh, Sam, tell everybody about, you know, the venture and a short, uh, the new venture, tell everybody about, you know, the work where they can check everything out and keep up on all, you know, all the great work, uh, written work, uh, from Mr. Sam Penix. You can read my stuff at Brown's digest on sports illustrated. Now, um, got some good, good film content coming up. Um, maybe not any all 22 though, not any all 22. <laughs> God, for what I can't even get started. <laughs> Talk about ruining an absolute gold mine. And, uh, it's a I, shame. It's a truly a shame. I'm glad I got my clowny all 22 when I did. So, yeah, <laughs> go go read go read Sports Illustrated Browns Digest. You can see some all 22. <laughs> also, um, at Dog Pound Daily, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sam underscore Penix. Um, always got some some sort of clip thread coming up. So. Those are always fun. So until t- until Twitter or somebody takes it away from them. Um, I've I had Sam on, I, as you guys know, several times in the past. Um, big big fan of his work. Um, younger guy, basically, you know, cutting his teeth here. You know, sub, you know, uh, offsetting some income while Sam finishes his college education. We all wish him the best with that, and always appreciate the fact that he's going to make some time here for me for the show. And I was actually kind of one that pushed him to this and you know i had actually sam we got a minute or two here had a conversation and pete had mentioned he had been trying to lure sam essentially over to the nest and you know kind of gave sam a nudge um and i i will say this forever i will always say this um pete is pete's a really good dude and you know the persona you all know from social media a number one he doesn't care about it but a number two you know he, he is a good guy cares about quality work and you know sam was a guy he was i guess courting sam trying to get you over there uh but i'm glad it's worked out um and for you this is a great opportunity um for what could be an absolutely amazing special season for the browns wish you the best hope it works out for you and again always appreciate the time uh make sure you're following sam panics make sure you're checking out the work all the guys uh you know sam's putting out uh the work him and pete and now Corey kidding as well are doing over at Browns Digest, uh, the show at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account, as you guys all know. The DMs are open, uh, as you guys know as well. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open over there as well. Um, this show, Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you're A, subscribed, or B, following Lockdown Browns. Five-star ratings, written reviews, all the rage kids. Please help me out with that. With that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pounds. LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.